This is Kartini's story readings. This time I'm taking it from a book of witches. And it's about Hansel and Gretel. This story is from Germany. Once upon a time there lived a little boy called Hansel and a little girl called Gretel. Their mother was dead, but they had a stepmother, for their father, who was a woodcutter, had married again. They were very poor, and the stepmother did not love the children. She grudged them every crust they ate. If it were not for those two brats, there would be more food for you and me, she said to the children's father. The man loved his children, but he was weak and couldn't stand up to the stepmother's bullying. Yes, of course he ought to have kept her in her place, but he couldn't, and he didn't. And when the stepmother slapped and scolded the children, he just took his axe, went off to the wood, chopped away at the trees, and cried, Heaven, help us! But since he wouldn't help himself, it seemed that heaven wouldn't help him either. There came a famine in the land. Everyone was hungry. Nobody could afford to buy wood, and the woodcutter became poorer and poorer until he had no money even to buy bread and there was scarcely a crust left in the house. One night, the woodcutter lay in bed and moaned and groaned. Heaven help us! How are we going to feed the children tomorrow? How are we going to feed ourselves, you mean, said the stepmother. Plague take the children, greedy little things. What use are they? Now you listen to me. Tomorrow morning, we will take Hansel and Gretel deep into the wood, light them a fire, give them each a crust, go to our work, and leave them. They will never find their way home, and we shall be rid of them once and for all. Oh no, oh no, cried the woodcutter. We can't do that. Fool, said the stepmother. Do you want to see them die of hunger before our eyes, and die ourselves as well? Oh, all right, if that's your idea. Go out and plane some planks to make our coffins. Well, she kept on at him and kept on at him until he agreed to do as she said. Then she went to sleep and snored. But he lay awake moaning and thinking how wicked it was. Hansel and Gretel were awake too. They were so hungry that they couldn't sleep. They heard what the stepmother planned to do and Gretel began to cry. But Hansel said, Don't cry, little sister. It shan't happen. Then he got out of bed very quietly, put on his coat, crept downstairs, and went out into the garden. The white pebbles on the garden path were gleaming in the moonlight. Hansel picked up the white pebbles till his pockets were bulging with them, and then he tiptoed quietly up to bed again. Try to sleep now, little sister, he whispered to Gretel. All will be well. Before dawn, the stepmother came into the children's room, shouting, Get up, you two! You are coming into the forest with us to gather sticks. The children jumped up and dressed. The stepmother gave them each a crust of bread. Keep this for your dinner, she said. If you eat it now, you won't get any more. Don't say I haven't warned you. Hansel's pockets were full of the white pebbles, so Gretel put the crusts in her apron, and they all started for the forest. They hadn't gone far when Hansel stopped and looked back at the house. He did this again and again, and his father said, Hansel, what are you loitering for? Oh, father, said Hansel, 
I'm looking at my white kitten, who's sitting on the roof and waving me goodbye. You little fool, said the stepmother. That isn't your white kitten. It's the sunrise lighting up the chimney. But Hansel hadn't really been looking at the kitten. He had been scattering white pebbles from his pocket along the way behind him. Deeper and deeper they went into the forest. At last, the stepmother stopped. They were in a gloomy place with big trees crowding all round them. Now, she said to the children, gather sticks and light a fire. The children gathered sticks, and when the fire was burning, the stepmother said, See how kind we are? We're going to leave you to rest by this nice fire, whilst we go farther on to hew wood. When we have finished, we'll come and fetch you. The stepmother and the woodcutter went away. The children sat by the fire and ate their crusts. Father can't be far away, said Gretel. Listen, I can hear the blows of his axe. Hansel got up and walked round among the trees. When he came back, he said, That's not father's axe. Our stepmother has hung up a piece of wood on a rotten tree, and the wind is blowing it up and down. Slap, slap, slap. Slap, slap, slap. That was the only sound they heard. The fire died down. Hansel put his arm round Gretel. Lay your head on my shoulder, little sister, he said, and go to sleep. Gretel cuddled close to Hansel and went to sleep. Slap, slap, slap. Hansel sat listening to the sound of the piece of wood hitting against the tree as the wind blew it up and down. By and by, he too fell asleep. When the children woke up, it was night. Oh, Hansel, how dark it is, said Gretel. What shall we do? All will be well, said Hansel. The moon will soon rise. Then we'll find our way home fast enough. I'm frightened, said Gretel. I'm not, said Hansel. Look, here comes the moonlight. The moon shone among the forest trees, and there on the forest floor were the white pebbles that Hansel had dropped. They were shining like big silver coins. Hansel took his little sister's hand and said, See, here is our way home. And so they walked safely, guided by the glittering white pebbles, and at dawn reached their father's house and knocked at the door. The stepmother opened it. She was so upset at seeing the children, whom she had thought never to see again, that she beat them and cried out, You wicked children! Wherever have you been? Why didn't you stay where we left you? We searched for you everywhere. We thought we'd lost you for good and all. But the father was delighted to have the children back. He had lain awake all night, thinking how wicked he had been. That day, he was able to sell a little wood and buy some food, and he cheered up and thought, things are not so bad after all. But in the days that followed, he sold nothing. A month later, when they went to bed, the stepmother gave him a poke in the ribs and said, do you know that there is hardly anything left to eat, only half a loaf of bread? What is half a loaf between four of us? We must get rid of those children. We will take them deeper into the forest this time so that they can't find their way back. Oh no, owned the woodcutter. But I say yes, cried the stepmother. You fool! Isn't it better that the children should die than that we all should perish? Hansel and Gretel were not asleep. They heard what the stepmother said. Again, Hansel got up and crept downstairs. But the stepmother had locked the door and hidden the key. 
now he couldn't get out to pick up the white pebbles, so he tiptoed up to bed again. Never mind, little sister, he said to Gretel. In the morning, I'll think of something. At dawn, the stepmother came in and pushed the children out of bed. You are coming with us to the forest again, she said, and see that you behave yourselves this time and stay where we tell you. She gave each of the children a slice of bread and told them that would be all they would get for the day. Then the father, the stepmother, and the two children set out for the forest. And as they went, Hansel was loitering and looking behind him. His father said, Hansel, what are you loitering for? I am looking at my little white dove, said Hansel. She is sitting on the roof to coo me goodbye. Fool, said the stepmother. It is not your dove, but the morning sun shining on the white chimney. But Hansel was not really looking at his little dove. He was crumbling up his bread and dropping the crumbs along the way behind him. Deep, deep and deeper into the forest they went, much farther than they had ever been before. And in a dark little dell with high trees and tangled thorn bushes growing all around it, the stepmother stopped. You may light a fire and wait here, children, she said. Your father and I are going farther on to hew wood. When it is time for you to come home, we will fetch you. And that will be never, she said to herself, as she and the woodcutter walked away. The children lit a fire, and when dinner time came, Gretel broke her piece of bread in two and gave half to Hansel, because he had scattered all his as they came along. Then they fell asleep, and when they woke up, it was night, and the moon was shining. Gretel jumped up and said, Take me home, Hansel. Hansel jumped up and looked about him. What was this? The moonlight was shining on the ground, but there was no glittering white path of bread to guide them home. The birds had eaten every crumb. Never mind, said Hansel. We shall soon find the way. But they didn't find the way. They walked all night and all the next day, and still the forest was round them. They were lost, quite lost, and they were hungry. Oh, how hungry! They picked a few blackberries, and they found a few hazelnuts. And when night came again, they made themselves a bed of leaves and fell asleep, utterly worn out and very miserable. In the morning, they heard a bird singing. It was a white bird and very beautiful. When it had finished its song, it spread its wings and flew off among the trees. Let us follow it, said Hansel. Perhaps it is going to a place where there is something to eat. So they followed the bird, and by and by they came to a little house. The bird perched on the roof of the house and began to peck at it. It was the strangest little house that you ever you saw. The walls were made of bread, and the roof was made of cake, and the windows were made of barley sugar. Oh, 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 Hansel was up on the roof, breaking off great lumps of cake, tossing some down to Gretel, and devouring some himself. The bird had flown away, but the children were munching and munching and munching. Then a voice called from inside. Nibble, nibble, little mouse, who's nibbling my house? The children laughed and sang out, "'Tis heaven's own child, the wind's so wild." and they went on eating. They had put out a window pane now and were busy sucking it. Hansel at one side and Gretel at the other. 
when the door opened and a very old woman hobbled out, leaning on a stick. The children dropped the barley sugar window pane. They thought they would run away, but the old woman was smiling and she didn't look angry. So Hansel said, Oh, please, we didn't mean any harm. We are lost and we were so very hungry. Then come in, you poor little dear, said the old woman. I'm very fond of children. You shall stay with me, and I'll give you something better to eat than cake and barley sugar. She took them each by the hand and led them in, and gave them a splendid meal of pancakes and milk and nuts and apples. And after that, she showed them two little white beds and said, Sleep now, you pretty dears, and forget all your sorrows. So Hansel and Gretel laid down in the two little beds and felt they were in heaven. But the old woman was only pretending to be friendly. The children couldn't know it, but she was a wicked old witch who had built her little cake and bread house on purpose to lure children into it. She was very fond of children, certainly. They were her favorite food. When she had got them into her power, she fattened them up and cooked and ate them. And that was what she planned to do with Hansel and Gretel. So she hobbled in to look at them while they slept and chuckled and said, The pretty little dears, I'll have them in toast. Oh, won't they make a tasty dish? She seized Hansel up in her bony hands, carried him out to a little stable and shut him in behind a grating. You may howl as loud as you like, she said. There's no one to hear you but myself, and I don't mind. Then she went into Gretel, shook her and screamed, Get up, you lazy girl. Go and draw water that I may cook your brother something good. I've put him in the stable for fattening. He's a bit on the skinny side at present, but I'll soon have him fat enough for eating. How poor Gretel sobbed and cried, but it was no use. She had to do what the witch told her. She had to fetch water and stoke the fire and help prepare the rich food that the witch cooked for Hansel. But Gretel herself got nothing but crab shells. Your turn for good food will come, said the witch, but not until your brother's fit for table. Every morning the witch hobbled to the stable, stood in front of the grating and called, Hansel, Hansel, put out your finger that I may feel if you are fat enough to eat yet. But Hansel didn't put out his finger. He put out a bone instead, and the witch, whose eyes were dim, pinched the bone and snuffed at it and marveled that Hansel didn't get fat. A month went by, and still it seemed that Hansel didn't get any fatter. So then the witch lost patience and said, Fat or thin, into the oven you go. She hobbled back to Gretel and said, Now girl, get busy. Light the fire and fill the kettle. First we'll bake the bread, and then we'll bake your brother. Oh, how Gretel wept. If the wild beasts in the forest had but eaten us, she sobbed, then at least we should have died together. Hold your noise, said the witch, and she got so angry with Gretel's crying that she made up her mind to cook and eat her as well, thin as she was. Now, girl, she said, I've heated the oven and kneaded the dough. Come along to the bakehouse. She seized Gretel by the hair and dragged her out into the bakehouse. She opened the oven door and said, Creep in and see if the oven is hot enough to put in the bread. Once the Gretel was in the oven, you see, the witch meant to shut the door and roast her. But there came to Gretel an idea of how she might yet save Hansel, and she said, How can I get in? The oven's too small. 
too small, you stupid little goose, said the witch. Why, it's big enough for me to get in. Just you look. And she stooped in and put her head in at the oven door. And Gretel gave her a push, and into the oven the old witch went, heels over head. And Gretel slammed the iron door and drew the bolt across it. You may be sure Gretel didn't waste any time listening to the furious yells that came from the oven. She rushed to fetch the key off Hansel's cage and unlocked the door, crying out, The witch is dead! The witch is dead! Oh, Hansel, we're free! Hansel sprang out and there they were, hugging one another and shouting and jumping for joy. Then, since there was nothing to stop them, they ran into the witch's house. There, in every corner of the room, they found chests full of precious stones, diamonds and pearls and rubies and emeralds. These stones are better than pebbles, said Hans, as he crammed his pockets full of them. And Gretel said, I will take something home too and she filled her apron. Meanwhile, in their home, their father was sorrowing. He had never known a moment's peace since he left the children in the forest. As the days passed, he reproached himself more and more bitterly. We did wrong, he said to the stepmother. Oh, we did very wrong. She mocked him and scolded him and argued with him and raged at him, but still he kept on saying, we did very wrong. At last she could stand it no longer and decided to leave him and go back to her own people. But as she was going through the forest, the wolves came and gobbled her up, and that was the end of her. The poor man was now all alone in his wretchedness. He could not know that his children were even then on their way back to him. But they were. They were walking hand in hand through the forest, and by and by they came to a big lake. There was no bridge, there was no boat. How were they to get across? Then they saw a duck swimming on the lake, and Gretel said, I'll ask the duck to help us. And she sang out, Little duck, swim to land. Two lost children, here we stand. Little duck, for pity's sake, carry us across the lake. The duck swam to shore. Hansel got on the duck's back and told Gretel to get up beside him. But Gretel said, No, no. We shall be too heavy for the poor bird. She shall take us one at a time. So the good little bird ferried Hansel over and then came back for Gretel and carried her across also. When they were on the other side of the lake, goodness me, they found themselves in a piece of the forest they knew quite well. And there was their father's house in the distance. They ran, they reached the house, they pushed the door open, calling out, Father, Father! He was sitting by the empty hearth, with the tears running down his cheeks, too miserable even to get up and light the fire. But when he saw the children, he leaped up and shouted for joy. They told him all their adventures and flung down at his feet all the treasure they had brought home. We're rich, they told him. We need never go hungry again. And they never did go hungry again, but lived happily, oh so happily, ever after.